The Raiders get embarrassed in a major way in Chicago on Sunday and left me with more questions than I have answers. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 23rd, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show. Of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. It doesn't matter if you give us three minutes or 33 minutes. We definitely appreciate you, and we appreciate my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. You can hit him up on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up as well, at your boy Q254, and the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And as you can imagine, tons of calls and tons of texts and tons of tweet following Sunday's game, following the Raiders 30 to 12 loss to the Chicago Bears. So we'll get as much feedback as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I mentioned that I have a lot of questions around this team. I got more questions than I have answers. Well, I'll give you five of those questions in segment number two of today's show here in segment number one. I'd like to get you with the news and notes and really it's just how we arrived at the 30 to 12 loss and the fact that the Raiders are now three and four on the season. They made a Chicago Bears team that didn't have their starting quarterback. Had a quarterback that was a Division II undrafted free agent starting. Had an offensive line that was in shambles. Had a team that only won one win on the, on the season. Yeah, had them looking really good as they went 30-12 to over the Raiders, snapping their two-game winning streak. We'll get into that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Uh, of course, FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And again, the Raiders lose 30-12. to They drop now to 3-4 and four on the season. Of course, the big conversation piece all week long, even before we knew that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be out, was who to start. Should it be Aiden O'Connell? Should it be Brian? Brian Hoyer. I was very much in the camp of start Brian Hoyer because he's a veteran, because he's not going to go in there and mess things up. And he's going up against a team that is in shambles. And so he should be able to go in there, get the ball to the playmakers and make things happen. Well, let me tell you off, off top, I was wrong. <laughs> right? And and plenty of you let me know about it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Brian Hoyer obviously was not the right decision. Brian Hoyer went in there and did not look very good at all. Uh, officially, he was 17 for 32, 129 yards, no touchdowns, a couple picks, including a pick six. I mean, he just didn't look very good. And the thing about not looking very good, what I mean by that, even when he was completing passes, it was the way and the style that he was doing it that was troublesome. And that's the re- reason why he uh, he threw a pick six. He was locking in on one guy at a time. It'd go in waves. All right, Devontae Adams, we're going to throw the ball to him five, six times in a row. All right, it's Jacoby Myers' turn. We're going to throw the ball to him five, six times in a row. All right, it's Devontae's time. We're going to throw the ball to him five or six times in a row. All right, it's Jacoby's time. Like, it was so damn predictable. That's all he did is he locked in on one guy. And I know Devontae Adams, you know, had a big conversation and there was a lot to talk about him throughout the course of the week, getting the ball, getting involved in the offense. And so you knew that there was going to be an effort to get Devontae involved. But the way that Brian Hoyer did it, the style that he did it, just did not it's not going to work. You can't just lock in on one guy and say, all right, this is going to be the feed Devontae drive or feed Devontae first three drives. All right, now it's going to be the feed Jacoby Myers first three drives. Like it just He missed 
tight ends wide open. Like Michael Mayer was open wide wide open down the seam multiple times. Uh, he just he, he just didn't have a very good showing. The first interception he threw was bounced off Josh Jacobs' hands, and so I can kind of say, all right, some of that was on him, some of that was on Jacobs. But the second one, the pick six, was just so bad, and that was the nail in the coffin. Uh, you know, it was one of those that you knew uh, the more he kept throwing towards Devontae, throwing towards Devontae and locking in, and, okay, this is the only read that I have, you knew at some point it was going to get jumped, and it did, and, well, resulted in a pick six. And, you know, finally Aiden O'Connell comes in the game very late, throws uh, 10 for 13 passes, 75 yards, a touchdown, and an interception as well. But, honestly, I mean, as bad as that was, as bad as Brian Hoyer looked and the offense looked, I don't know if Aiden O'Connell would have been any better, right? Now, of course, we don't know, right? That's going to be, that's always going to be the asterisk. Yeah, but Q, you don't know because you didn't see it. You're right. We don't have any idea. Maybe Aiden O'Connell would have been great, but I'll tell you what, but the, the whole team looked bad, right? I mean, I've been talking about the defense for the last couple of weeks and how they've been the strength of the team. They were terrible. They didn't look good at all. So they, you know, who, who knows if the, the game would have been any different with Aiden O'Connell, but clearly Brian Hoyer was not, the, was not the way to go. And like I said, I spent all weeks talking about how I thought Brian Hoyer was a good idea. A lot of different analysts uh, were on the show talking about Brian Hoyer, thinking that he was the best way to go. And clearly we were all wrong. But I, I hey, look, <laughs> it happens, right? I mean, it's, it's not the first time I've been wrong about something. It won't be the last time. Uh, for every reason that made sense in my head, it didn't, it didn't play out that way on the field. Devontae had seven catches on the day for 57 yards on 12 targets. Jacoby Myers, seven catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown in garbage time. I mean, really, nothing, nothing to write home about. The run game, still non-existent, right? The offense in general just looked bad. It really did. I, I, just, I still don't understand why an offense with this much talent, this much firepower, looks as bad as it does. I really don't. Hint, that might be one of my questions that I ask coming up in segment number two. Uh, and the defense, I mentioned the defense. One of the keys that I had on Friday's show, you can go back and listen, was you have to stop the run. First and foremost, you have to stop the run because they're going to want to run the rock. Oh, they did. <laughs> they did. They ran the ball for 173 total yards. That, that's just that's something that you knew that they were going to try to do. They did it very successfully. Deontay Foreman had like a career day against the Raiders, right? He had a, a, a touchdown on the ground, a couple touchdowns on the ground, and a, a receiving touchdown. Like, you just, you just can't let a guy have a, a monster day like that, especially with a, a quarterback that is a, 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 a D2 guy, undrafted free agent. And I don't want to take anything away from Tyson Bajan. Like, I don't want to act like because he's a D2 guy and undrafted that he's not worth the salt. But he shouldn't have been that good, right? He shouldn't have been 21 for 29 for 162 yards and a touchdown. And I know those numbers aren't great. They're not wow numbers. But he's an undrafted free agent making his first start, right? I mean, you've got to make that dude uncomfortable. He's out there looking comfortable. He's up there, uh, you know, telling the crowd to make noise for I mean, he's, he's, I mean, it's like he was at practice. Like, it was seven on seven, right? That's what it looked like. It looked like a seven on seven out there. He, he just... He, anything he basically wanted to do, he kept plays alive with his legs. Uh, he got sacked one time by Max Crosby. That's fine. But just whatever type of situation, when it was third and long, on the rare occasion that it was third and long, picked it up with no problem. Like He just – it felt like one of those games, and a lot of people called into the radio station all week long and said, Q, don't let this undrafted free agent guy go out there and have like a Nick Mullins game or go out there and have one of those games where you never heard of this guy and all of a sudden he ends up looking like Brett Favre where he looks like you know Aaron Rodgers. And again, he didn't have numbers like that, but he sure didn't look like a, a, a rookie that was getting his first start. He, he didn't. He looked like he was very comfortable in his skin. He looked like he was very comfortable out there on the field doing what he does, lead the team to victory. And again, they put up 30 points, uh, of course, uh, you know, aided by the pick six that they got. But 
30 to 12. Raiders only got 12 points on the day. And the touchdown that they got was in garbage time late in the game. So it just, it was such a bad, embarrassing performance for a team now uh, that was on a two game winning streak. Now sitting there at three and four. Uh, Adam Schefter, before the game, matter of fact, it was on Saturday, uh, tweeted out that the Raiders expect Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to be back. Uh, for Monday night's game against the, the Detroit Lions. So we'll see. So it sounds like his back is getting better. And then he also tweeted out that for any team that wondered or hoped, the Raiders won't be trading all-pro wide receiver Devontae Adams before the NFL's October 31st deadline. Again, that's per sources. That's from Adam Schefter. And I'll tell you what, after that performance on Sunday, uh, maybe all bets are off. Who knows what they're going to do? And I'm not at all in the category of, hey, go trade Devontae Adams, go do this and that and the other. But after that performance, like I said, I have so many questions about this team as opposed to answers. I... I, I couldn't say that anything's off the table, right? I wouldn't say that at all. I just don't know what direction this team is going, and I don't think this team knows what direction they're going. And that was just an absolute embarrassing performance. And, you know, Josh McDaniels, you know, I didn't even listen to his postgame presser just because what is he going to say? We'll get to talk to him today. Uh, I'll get there about, well, 1030 is, uh, Pacific time is when, when he has his presser. So, you know, I'll ask some questions there. Uh, but for the most part, you know, he's got he's to be looking in the mirror, too, wondering what the hell is he doing. I mean, he's got to wonder what is going on and, and why, why this team looks as bad as it does. And this is on him. This is on his watch, right? I've said it so many times that I don't think that he's going anywhere. I think that he's going to be back next year as a Raiders head coach. But a couple more performances like this one, and I would not be shocked if Mark Davis starts to – Starts to really think about pulling the plug on the Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, on the Josh McDaniels experience. Let's call it like that. And again, I'm not calling for the man's job. I think that him and Dave Ziegler are a, a package duo, and I think that they got they're going to get at least three years. But a, another performance like this one, and I know most Raider Nation is like another one. Hell, forget this. this is the last straw, <laughs> right? This is the straw that broke the camel's back, and I I don't blame you. I don't blame you because that was a very uninspired performance. Looked like the team was very unprepared. Looked like they had nothing, they wanted nothing to do with going out there and playing the game on Sunday. Again, the defense that's been the strength of the team looked miserable. Marcus Peters is out there doing his best Olay. You know, he's out there trying to uh, act like a, a, you know, a, a bullfighter. He's out there just uh, Olay, Olay, instead of trying to get the tackle. Like, he wanted nothing to do with tackling. He, he, he looked bad. Um, you know, it's, and it's a shame. Another guy wearing that number 24 jersey that's not living up to that number 24 jersey. Uh, it's just everything. I, I don't know if these guys just thought they were going to walk into Soldier Field and just pick up a dub because Bears are bad, but nobody outside of Max Crosby looked like that they were even interested in playing anything on, uh, on Sunday. It was a really, really bad performance. But with that being said, like I said, I don't have the answers but I have a lot of questions. I got at least five questions that I'll ask uh, coming up in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast because that's where I'm at. I got a lot more questions than I have answers when it comes to this team after losing 30-12 to 12 to the Chicago Bears. We'll get right into that after I tell you about our partners at eBay Motors. They've teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. And it doesn't matter if you're prepping for daily draft, you're scouting the waiver wire. Every single week, Vinny's going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's check out the eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week by Vinny Iyer. And let's see, he's going over... Let's see, he has a wide receiver. Oh, C.J. Stroud. He's a bright spot. Let's talk about C.J. Stroud. He said, Texas rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud has been on point as a pocket passer early this season, racking up the fantasy points with his passing while limiting the damage. 
Through six games, he only has one interception to go with his nine touchdown passes. He's averaged just under 277 passing yards per game, and in week eight, he draws a shaky Panthers defense that's fallen apart in recent weeks after facing bad quarterbacks early. The Panthers, the Panthers have few answers for his key weapons and coverage, and Stroud will be comfortable to pick them apart for another strong fantasy performance. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your car stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these kind of prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Hoping that we were going to be handing out game balls on this Monday. Hoping we were going to be talking about a victory Monday. Hoping that we were going to be talking about a three-game winning streak. Instead... I've got so many questions. This team has made me question myself, question what's going on with the, with, with the organization as from the top to the bottom as far as the, the coaching, what the planning is, uh, you know, what these players' motivation is. There's so many questions I have after watching that lackluster performance on Sunday, and that's exactly what it was to say it nicely. right? I keep it clean because it's a family show, but there's a lot of other words I can put in that instead of lackluster that would describe it perfectly. But again, I keep it friendly. I keep it, fa- I keep it clean because it's a family-friendly show. Uh, but here we go. I got five questions that I have to ask about the Raiders' 30-12 to loss and just the team in general. And again, we'll get to talk to head coach Joshua Daniels this morning about 10.30 at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And, you know, I think a couple of these questions will be very valid to ask him moving forward. And the first one is, who are these guys, right? I mean, I think it's the easiest question to ask, but it's the one that's the most hard to answer. Like, who are these guys? They were on a two-game winning streak. Their defense looked good. It wasn't great. Obviously, they had plenty of room to grow. You know, it felt like that they were going to be feeling good about themselves going into a game against Chicago. Very winnable, knowing that the tough part of their schedule is really going to come up right after this game, uh, and starting next, next Monday when they play the Detroit Lions, who just got mollywopped by the Ravens. So they're going to come in fired up at home, too. You think they're not going to want to take it out on the Raiders? Right? The Raiders have what? The, the, the Lions, the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. I mean, honestly, I could see them losing all five of those games. And then what, right? You want to talk about just quit on everything. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse, but I honestly see a path where they could lose every single one of those games the next five weeks. And that will be really bad. But I, again, I don't know who this team is. Like, I don't know what the identity of this team is. I don't know who this team goes through, right? I don't know, you know, what they were, what they were feeling. I mean, in that locker room following the, the Patriots win, they were all feeling really good. They were loving the fact that their defense was leading the charge and, you know, they, they were going to allow their offense to catch up. And I knew that it was going to be a little tough sledding for the offense on Sunday against the Bears only because they had a backup quarterback, whether it was Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. But the Bears just aren't a good team. So I figured if there's one team that they can go in there and, you know, and, and, and get things going and rolling against, it would be the Bears. And instead, they were able to get nothing rolling. So one of my... First questions, or biggest question is, who is this team? Who are these guys? You know, what, what are they all about? What, 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 are, they, what are they doing? And that kind of goes, goes into the, the second question I have. Why has this offense regressed 
so much from even a year ago. Right. And, and I don't want to bring up, you know, Derek Carr and not trying to compare and contrast him and Jimmy Garoppolo, not trying to do all that. But you would figure with all the weapons that they have offensively, something I said all offseason long, all training camp and all preseason, this offense was going to be the strength of the team. Right. With all the weapons that they have. And now they have their quarterback in place in Jimmy Garoppolo, who now has missed two and a half games, and he's supposed to be starting on, on Monday against the Lions. We'll see. Obviously, that's not official, but that's what Adam Schefter is saying that he is. But he's already missed two and a half games. So he's supposed to be the guy in place that allows Josh McDaniels to open up the playbook and really get things cooking because he's his guy. But the offense has done everything but that. It has absolutely gone backwards. You know, Devontae Adams is, is having to, you know, beg for the ball through the media. Right? Josh Jacobs can't get going. Run game is non-existent. Offensive line just blocks okay. Right? I mean, Hunter Renfro is non-existent. Like, Hunter Renfro had two catches on Sunday in garbage time, and that matched the season high for him. You know, all, all these weapons and everything that Josh McDaniels is supposed to be, this offensive genius. And look, I, I thought that the Raiders offense, when he, they hired him, was going to be really good because he's a guy that's a really good play caller. So he was going to be able to take advantage and do really well in the red zone and Insert everything else that you can say nice about the offense. And it's been everything but that. And last year, there was, there was still, there was, you know, there was some lowlights of, of the offense last year. But for the most part, they were pretty damn competitive. These guys can't get 20 points to save their life. Their offense is yet to get 20 points this season. Only one game have they got 21 points total, and that was after the Raiders got a safety against the Patriots. They have not scored 20 points in the offense. I watched the Chiefs play the Chargers right after the Raiders game. The Chiefs had 24 points at halftime. At halftime. The Raiders can't get 20 points in a whole game. It, it, so that's my second question. Why is the offense? And that's actually a question that, that I'm going to, well, I don't even know because you can't really word it like that because if I say why is the, the offense regressed so much from last year, you know, Coach McDaniels will say, well, I can't compare it last year because, you know, there's so many new players. And so that's not even, I'll try to ask that question, but not that way. I can't word it like that because that's an easy out for him. So I can't do it like that. But I gotta, you gotta wonder why the offense is taking such a, a, a huge step back from where they were even a year ago. I thought they were going to be better this year. They're not. And then, as mentioned, still sticking with the offense, what has happened to Josh Jacobs in the run game? Right. The, there, during the broadcast, there was a stat that came up on the on the TV that there had never been a rushing champion that had his little yards and, and, and averaged less than uh, three yards per carry afterwards like Josh Jacobs has this year. And they put up a guy's name going back to 1973. I couldn't even tell you what that name was right now. Like I saw that name when they put it on the TV and I was like, who the hell is that? Never heard of the guy. I mean, obviously it was back in 1973. I wasn't a, alive then. But still, it's just, I mean, you would think that you would, you would hear of a rushing champion, right? The next year have a terrible season. Whoever that guy was in 73, that's who Jacobs is in 23 which is a shame. And I don't, I don't put it all on Josh at all, you know, but at the same time, it's got to be a combination of Josh. It's got to be a combination of the offensive line, uh, whatever play calling they're doing. Maybe it's the quarterback play that is not so good. The, the, the defense is able to key in. It's just a combination of a lot, but the run game is bad. It really is. It's something that I would love to see get going. It's something that I think that they need to get going. When I said, who is this team? I think they're a power running team, but right now, you know what they're not doing? They're not power running. <laughs> They're just not. Four, what is the goal for this season? Like, what is this team trying to get accomplished? Right? I'll even pause on that one. What is this team trying to get accomplished? It's in there at three and four. I just mentioned the next five game are, games are all very losable. Right? So if, if they're all of a sudden sitting there, worst case scenario, they lose all five of those. They're sitting there at three and nine. What are they doing? Is it, is it get the worst, worst uh, you know, worst 
record in the league and try to get your quarterback of the future? But do you have a team that's already kind of built up? Right? I mean, like, at least when the Chiefs went and made their big move and went and got Patrick Mahomes, remember, they were picking in the 20s in that draft. They were a team that was going to the playoffs every year with Alex Smith. And then they said, you know what? This guy can only get us so far. We need to go get someone who's dynamic. Oh, let's go trade up and go get that guy. But they already had a team built. This Raiders team is not built. I mean, I don't think so, do you? From what I'm seeing, I, I, it doesn't look like a, a, a well-oiled machine that's one quarterback away from being dynamic. It looks like there's holes all over the team, offensively and defensively. And then the final question, is Josh McDaniels going to survive this year? You know, at the beginning of the season, I told you that there was no doubt he was going to survive this year. You know, I know that, that uh, Mark Davis understands what's going on with this team and understands the, the plan. I don't know what the plan is. I have not been privy to the plan. Dave Ziegler has not told me the plan. Josh McDaniels has not told me the plan. Mark Davis has not told me the plan. But apparently he knows the plan. So I was firm with, okay, they're going to definitely, you know, give them to at least year three. As I mentioned in segment number one, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true anymore. If there's a couple more losses like this, I, I could easily see MD saying, you know what, enough is enough. This is embarrassing. This is bad. Right? And, and it's, it's got a chance to get worse. <laughs> Even though some of the, the teams that they're going to be playing are good teams. But what we saw on Sunday, it could get really worse. Now, the NFL, you know how it is. It's one of those leagues where one week you look terrible, the next week you look great. Right? Look at Sunday Night Football. Everyone thought Miami was going to win it because, well, Miami's flying high and the Eagles were coming off a terrible loss where J- J- Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions. And guess what? The Eagles went out there and, and, and dominated them, right? Picked up the 31-17 win. They went out there and they, they looked really good. So I know it's a week-to-week league, and I don't want to overreact to one loss, but this was a bad loss. This was a bad, bad loss. And Josh McDaniels has a few of those on his resume since he's been the coach, right? Losing to Baker Mayfield Thursday night football. The guy had been on the Rams about 12 minutes, and he goes and wins the game. Losing to Jeff Saturday uh, last season at Allegiant Stadium. Guy had never been a coach, was a, never been a, a head coach outside of high school, right? Losing the game to the Bears on Sunday, losing the, the 20 to nothing lead against the Cardinals week two of the NFL season. Like, there's, there's a lot of uh, bad looks, bad blemishes on Josh, uh, Josh McDaniel's resume since he's been the Raiders head coach. So, I can easily see MD losing patience uh, with this plan. And I say it in air quotes if you're watching on YouTube, you saw that this plan that they have in place. My other biggest question, I guess we'll wrap up with this, is Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, uh, 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 are they a, a package deal? If one goes, do they both go? I don't know the answer to that either. But those are the questions I have. Who is this team? Why has the offense regressed so much from a year ago? What's happened to Josh Jacobs in the run game? What is the goal? What is the end-all, be-all goal? What is this t- team trying to get accomplished in 2023? Will Josh McDaniels survive 2023? And is Dave Ziegler the GM and Josh McDaniels the head coach? Are they a package deal? That's what I got for you for segment number two on today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts, 707-654-4693. Feel free to answer any of those questions if you think you know. And uh, I'll definitely get those on the show in segment number three coming up tomorrow. But in segment number three today, a lot of feedback on, uh, on what people saw in the game on Sunday as the Raiders lose to the Chicago Bears. We'll get right to that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. And you need to snap into action during the NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, 
Good. There's no better time to get in on the action, so you should do it right now. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine. Your calls and texts. You have that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Meatloaf. He's calling to talk about this game and where he's at right now as far as feelings on the team, the quarterback, and more. Here he is, Raider Meatloaf. Hey, what's up, Q? It's uh, Meatloaf here. Um, uh, this, uh, this game, man. This game, it, it was like, uh, I know your, your understanding with like Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell, but just ride it out, you know. They try to put Aiden O'Connell in with, I don't know, in the fourth quarter, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, just ride it out. Just take your L, ride it out, and make it a better day. You know, don't, don't throw the rookie in there in fourth quarter and, um, you know, not saying the game was tight, but you know, there was there was chances for comebacks there. Um you know, and I think that's what this Raider team is, is we're gonna we we might win some games we're not supposed to win, but I don't believe that we're supposed to win or, or we're going to win the games we're supposed to win. And with that being said, we're not we're not a playoff team. We're not we're not a good team in the AFC West. We got a we got a lot of weak spots. We have a lot of uh holes to fill. Um, you know, disappointing. I I I'm I'm depressed. I'm uh upset, but at the same time the expectations were somewhat low coming into the season for me personally. Um and I don't think there's a big jump between Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer. There's a there there is a jump and Jimmy G's a little above Brian Hoyer, but nothing huge. So until we find our QB, I think that we're gonna continue having seasons like this. All right, man. Take care. Thank you for the call, my man. And yeah, I mean it was just that. A very bad game. A very bad performance on offense, a bad performance on defense, just bad all around. You know, and the defense really bothered me. It really, really bothered me. I know I didn't elaborate on it a whole lot, but man, that defense and the lackluster effort that everyone not named Max Crosby gave really, really bothered me. And again, like I mentioned in segment number two, I have way more questions now than I have answers about this team. But Raider Meatloaf, thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Midwest Raider from the 217. It says, Q. Midwest Raider from the 217 on my way home from Chicago. I can't begin to describe the embarrassment and disappointment Raider Nation felt in Chicago today. Raider Nation showed out loud and proud as we always do. Many Raider fans I spoke to came all the way from Cali and Vegas to support this team. I was so overwhelmed with disappointment I couldn't even be angry. I think we all can handle a loss, but that performance today from the players and coaches was flat out unacceptable. I honestly can't think of a silver lining so far in this regime of Ziegler and McDaniels. I don't know what the answer is, Q, but what I do know is Raider Nation deserves better. Keep your head up, Raider Nation. Love the show, Q. Keep doing what you do. That's Midwest Raider from the 217. and You described it perfectly, man. You really did. I think that that's what, you know, segment number two of the show was really all about was the fact that Raider Nation definitely deserves better than that, right? And I I talk about the loyal fan base all the time, 
coaches, players, they come and go, but the fan base stays the same, spends their money, travels, as you mentioned, you know, to go to the game, you know, is, is, is out there each and every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever the case may be, and more times than not, the Raiders are putting in a terrible performance. And you're absolutely right. The coaching performance was bad. The players' performance was bad. It was an embarrassment. It was a disappointment. And I think that that was the best way to describe it. You were so disappointed that you couldn't even be angry. Right. I mean, I, I went and hung out with my guy Vegas Jess for a quick minute uh, after the game on uh, on Sunday. And he even said, I wasn't even mad. I just sat there and just watched. It was like, OK. And that's honestly, Raider Nation, I say it all the time. That's that's kind of how I've become. I've become so numb to the situation now that I don't even get angry anymore. Don't even get angry. You know, it's it's it's, it's really funny. It's a shame that it's come to this, but it's almost like we're so accustomed to the Raiders losing that nothing shocks us or surprises us anymore or bothers us. That's a problem. That's what the team. That's what the team has done, you know. And 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 Raider Nation, like you mentioned, deserves way better than uh, than what we're seeing so far as the team sitting there at three and four. And again, a loss is a loss, but that kind of loss, that was a really really bad performance. Thank you for the text. I do appreciate you. Uh, up next, got a call from Raider Lifer. He's calling to talk about the game and the decision to play Hoyer as opposed to Aiden O'Connell. Here's Raider Lifer. Yo, Q, it's Raider Lifer. I ain't called in a minute. Uh, what I just saw yesterday was pathetic. Um, well, yesterday, tomorrow, of course. Today is when I'm calling, but, uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, straight up, he's gotta be fired. He's gotta be fired, man. Um, I got nothing else to say. Like, the only reason you wouldn't play Aiden O'Connell is because of pride and arrogance and you don't want the fan base to turn against Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, why would you put Brian Hoyer out there against that team? Like, Brian, we all knew what Brian Hoyer was. I mean, Aiden O'Connell scored a touchdown with, like, six minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, like, Josh McDaniels is either very naive or or his pride is getting in the way and he doesn't want everybody to go against, you know, his his – genius plan of, of having Jimmy Garoppolo is the, you know, the goat, the quarterback of the Raiders that, you know, his plan, like, I, I, I don't know, but this is one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and the minute that I saw that O'Connell wasn't starting in the second quarter, I turned the game off. Um, I didn't even watch the second half of the game. I've never done that. I've been a Raider fan for 35 years and I'm 40 years old. So, wow. no disrespect. I love your show. You're telling a man, keep it up, but McDaniel's got to go. Not these Raider Nation. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, it was a bad performance by the Raiders. It was a bad performance by Hoyer and the coach. Um, Again, I said it at the top of the show. I said it all week. I thought Hoyer gave the team the best opportunity to win the game. Clearly he didn't. And, honestly, I don't even know if it mattered. I don't even know if it was Hoyer or O'Connell because the whole team stunk. Like, I mean – Hoyer or O'Connell didn't allow the Bears to run for 170-something yards, right? I mean, the, 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 the quarterback play didn't allow Deontay Foreman to go off. The quarterback play didn't allow the other quarterback, Tyson Bajant, an undrafted free agent, a D2 guy, to get comfortable and throw the ball 21 for 29 times in a touchdown. No interceptions, only one sack. Like, that, <laughs> that's squarely all on the defense. That's, on, that's bad coaching. The team looked like it was unprepared and uns, uninspired. It really did. I mean, it looked like I say it all the time on my radio show on Fridays. I always say we don't mail it in on Fridays. And, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of, you know, shows around the, the country or a lot of, you know, folks that get on, on Fridays like, oh, it's, it's Friday. Let's just 
you know, let's just cruise through this. And I always say that we always go hard in the paint and try to, you know, finish every week off super strong. Well, it looked like the Raiders mailed that game in. Like, they just knew that that was a win. Oh, that's a win. I've been hearing Q on the radio say that there's no reason that the Raiders should lose this game. So we're just going to go out there and collect our check and pick up a W. There's not going to be any resistance from the Bears. Don't listen to me. (laughs) You got to go out there and operate. They look like they just thought that the Bears were going to roll over. I don't know what the hell that was. But that was, it, it kind of goes back to, it felt like one of those old, old older Raider games. Those Remember the old famous 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time kickoff games where they just seem like they never get off the, the plane. They seem like they're out there sleepwalking. And I'm not going to let that be an excuse because that's been, I mean, I feel like that's been many years removed. And look, if you got to kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time, if you're traveling to Chicago, so what? There, that shouldn't be an excuse. Right there's so many years of that where it's like, oh man, the Raiders don't play play good early in the morning. Okay, well, you know what? Play good early in the morning. Figure it out. Do something. Right? I mean that that that's it. that that excuse shouldn't fly anymore. And it doesn't. It doesn't. At least it doesn't with me now. I don't, and I don't think that they're trying to say that either. But that's what it felt like. It felt like one of those old famous 10 a.m. kickoffs where the Raiders just don't show up because that was absolutely a no show. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, text from Double O Raider from Chicago. He says, "Hey Q, it's Double O Raider from Chicago. Uh, thanks for all you do for Raider Nation. I hate to have to say this, but this team is garbage. That was the most embarrassing loss I've seen in all my years of watching this team. McDaniel's needs to be fired. He has his guys in the offense can't put up twenty points in a game. If it's like this against the Bears, the Chiefs will have a field day with this team. That's with Double uh, O Raider uh, from Chicago. And yeah, I agree. I agree with the the team was embarrassing. Uh, I agree that it was a super disappointment." I don't think, and I say think very carefully and, and slowly because I don't think that MD would fire McDaniels in, in the season. I really don't. But, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, there's really – I don't know that what there's to say. And, I, look, I'm not here pounding the table saying this guy needs to be fired, this, that, and the other. Uh, something that needs to happen. Something needs to, you know, needs to change. They can't keep putting a, a performances out like that. that. That was terrible. That was an embarrassment, as you mentioned. Um, you know, there's got to be some kind of explanation. And again, that kind of goes back to what I was saying in segment number two. You know, what is the goal for the season? Like, what is this team trying to get accomplished? Because if the team is not trying to win consistently, then maybe this is not an embarrassment to the powers that be. It's an embarrassment to me. It's an embarrassment to a guy who's got to talk about this team every day. It's, a guy to, it's an embarrassment to Raider Nation who wears the, the colors and the shield and has it tatted on them and has all the gear and buys tickets to the game and buys hotels and travels to go see them. It's an embarrassment to, to everyone who, you know, who, who puts everything they have into this team. So I don't, I don't know. You know, depending on what the goal is, depending on what this team is trying to accomplish, maybe it's not really an embarrassment. Maybe it's something that they figured, okay, this is probably going to happen a couple times throughout the course of the year. I would love to know the answer to it, though. I really would. So uh, thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. And, yeah, man, it, it really sucks, right? And as I mentioned, the next five games, I can see the Raiders losing every one of them. And that's not very good. Even the Giants, who aren't very good, they 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 play tough. They they're a you know competitive team. I could definitely see them uh, you know losing that game as well. We'll close things out with a call from Raider Ricky from Virginia. He's calling to talk about trading Devontae Adams and why he thinks it's not a bad idea. Here's Raider Ricky in Virginia. Go Q. It's Raider Ricky from Virginia. Just calling in after the awful game today. Um, to the point now where. I mean, defense didn't even show up today. Offense obviously didn't show up, but um, why not trade Devontae Adams? I'm to that point now. I was sitting there thinking about Josh McDaniels' offense. He's really, the offenses he's ran and succeeded with, he's really 
never had that number one receiver outside that one year with Randy Moss. So why not get some good value, get some trade picks? You know, why not trade for Devontae Adams for uh, Burns out of Carolina and get some more draft picks with that or something like that? Um, I think it's about time to move on from him. I don't think we need him. Obviously, we won two games before this, and he hardly got any targets. So I think it's more of a system play than uh, than anything else. But uh, obviously, we got a lot of issues going on. But I'd like to know uh, what your thought process on um, keeping high profile high profile player as in Adams. Um, I think we should trade him at this point. I like having him, but uh, I think we can get more value for him. All right, let's go Raiders. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I wouldn't trade him personally, but I understand where you're coming from, right? You want to try to get as much uh, possible uh, assets and ammunition to try to build up this team. But, you know, then what did you trade for him a couple years ago, right? I mean, that's, again, so many questions. They went and traded for Devontae Adams. They brought him in. They gave him the contract extension. They hooked him up. They gave Waller a contract extension. They gave Hunter Renfro a contract extension. They gave Carr a contract extension. Then they bench Carr. Then they move on from Carr. Then they trade Waller. Then they don't give Hunter Renfro any kind of burn. And now, you know, talking about possibly trading Devontae Adams, they're not, but we are. It's like, well, what the hell? What's, you know, what's, what's the plan, right? That's what I keep saying. I've, there's a show that I did. I couldn't tell you what day it was, but there was a show that I did, you know, I think at the end of last year. You know, they don't need to have a plan. They need to have the plan. They don't need to have a quarterback. They need to have the quarterback. Like, that's, that's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between uh and the. And the Raiders, I was assuming and hoping and thinking that they were going to have the quarterback and the plan. And maybe they do, but it's not obvious to me. That's for sure. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. That's all I got time for on today's show. We'll get more calls and texts coming up tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk to Dave Z- not Dave Ziger. We'll talk to uh, Coach McDaniels this morning at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And, of course, we'll have more storylines to talk about uh, before we start turning the page and get ready for Week 8 action against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Monday night football coming off a whooping to the Baltimore Ravens. You think they ain't going to have a little edge to them? They ain't going to have a little something in their neck that they're going to want to get off? <laughs> Man, good luck. Good luck on that one. That'll be Monday Night Football, but we're not quite there just yet. So uh, thanks so much for the calls and texts. Thanks for all the feedback. I appreciate you. And, uh, of course, Raider Nation, uh, keep your heads up, right? Keep your heads up because, well, that's all you can do at this point. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.